Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs are back on the practice field on Wednesday, getting prepared for their Sunday matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, as well as defensive tackle Tershawn Wharton, and new starting tackle Mike Remmers. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, you'll hear from Tershawn Wharton and Mike Remmers. Here's Andy Reid. Um, Michael Burton uh, has a pec strain. Uh, Jody Fortson has surgery this morning um, on his Achilles. Tyreek will miss practice today with a quad contusion. We'll just let that calm back down. Um, Hitch has a tricep contusion. Oh, he won't practice today. Again, just comment that down. And then Joe Tooney um, will rest him today So with the hand. Uh, look forward to the challenge of playing the Titans. Uh, you know, we haven't played them in a couple couple years here, but they, they sure are a good football team. And um, yeah, everybody got a chance to see that Monday night. I mean, they uh, thought they did a real nice job there. So um, we'll start our preparation today uh, with a, with the first day of practice and get ourselves ready to go down to Tennessee. Anyways, with that time yours. Coach, what do you want to see out of Chris Jones and Shavarius Ward since they are going to practice today? Yeah. What are you hoping to see out of them before you? Yeah, well, just to kind of get back in the swing, knock the rust off, get back in the swing of things. They've been working hard, uh, just they haven't been practicing. So, But conditioning won't be necessarily the issue. It'll be just getting back out there and doing the football stuff. Andy, last time you went to Tennessee, there was, you know, the end of the game, that it seemed like there was a jillion ways you could have won that game, but it was the last game you lost in 2019. Was there something, whether it was in the facilities or the week after, that, that you could sense that, that that was kind of a gut check for you guys, that you guys were going to respond the way you did? Yeah, you know, I didn't handle that right. You know, all said and done, I, that last call wasn't a very good one. It didn't work, and uh, I called a screen, and, you know, we've been running the ball pretty good, so I probably should have just stuck with the run. But um, that's hindsight. So, uh, but I do remember it very well. Uh, yeah, as far as things going on, I mean, our guys, you know, they bared down. I mean, we all had a piece of it. It was special teams, had the block, and we defense gave up some yardage there right at the end, and we, we all had a part of it. So, um, and the guys, you know, we started playing better after that. I mean, which is kind of your your point. So, following up on uh, your time in Nashville in 2019, Derrick Henry rushed for 188 yards, two touchdowns. Everyone saw what he did Monday night. What type of formidable challenge does face that particular running back face? Yeah, yeah, he's a great kid. He um, he's a good football player. Uh, to think that he's carrying the ball as much as he is, and year after year he's putting up these numbers, it's crazy. So. Um, 
But and he's a great player. So are you going to hold him to no? No, that's not what's going to happen. But you're going to he's going to get his yards, and and then you just have to limit it the best you can. You got to tackle him. He's a big man, but you got to tackle him. And uh, our guys know that. You know, so they've got a good uh, they've got a good offense. They base it around 22. So he, you know, they got a great play action game, and that comes off of action to him. And so you know, we got to be ready for all that. Every season's about kind of ebb and flow, and, and but you used the term the other day about maybe there was a enough's enough mentality at, at halftime. How, how do you see that possibly holding, or how, how do you how do you get momentum from that? Yeah, well, I mean, well that's it. I mean, you got to go do it. Um, you know, you can't talk about it uh, anymore. It's you got to go do, and so guys will come out today. They'll work hard. That's where it starts. Uh, Practice, practice fast and accurate, and um, and try to maximize that the best you can in preparation. And then you let the chips fall where they may when you go play, right? But you got to prepare yourself. And you saw that in the results in the second half. Did you see it, you know, in some way taking form before you went back out at halftime? After halftime? Yeah, I could sense it at halftime that they were kind of tired of what was going on. So yeah, but yeah. I know you'll see on Anthony Hitchens, but with him out of the mix, fair to say that Ben Neiman will get those reps making the calls, um, or will the younger guys maybe mix in there? Too? Yeah, uh, all three of them will be in there going, so um, at different spots. Spag's got a lot of different personnel groups in there, but yeah, all three of them can make the calls they need. Anthony, who, who did have the call responsibility when Anthony went out in Sunday's game? They kind of mix that up. They. You know, between, I mean, they they mix it up. You know, that's the best I can say. And you mentioned Tennessee's ability to run stuff off of play action. Just for any linebacker, how do you try to teach being aggressive because you know how talented Henry is, but also obviously being aware of, you know, passes that may come behind those windows? Yeah, you got to you, know, you gotta study the tape and see if you can't come up with some kind of indicator. They do a great job with that. But you got to, you know, you got to be able to, pure read it and then get yourself back in a position where they're not attacking the middle of the field because you're not there. So you're stuck in the line of scrimmage. So, you got to be disciplined with that. And then you got to study. And you mentioned Joey Forston having surgery uh, earlier today. Uh, what do you tell a guy like that that's worked so hard to make this team and now you know, has a long road of mentally and physically recovery coming? Yeah, listen, I mean, things happen in this business. He'll be back. He, he's built a nice foundation for himself. So he got a taste of it, and um, it's just a matter of him getting in rehabbing and getting himself back. But he knows that he can play now. Uh, not that he didn't know that before, but he he's done it. So um, you know that's kind of where he's at, and there's no easy way around it. He's gonna miss it, but he's gonna be plenty busy rehabbing that thing. A couple more. We'll go start with you, Matt. Hey, Coach, I know it's still early in the season, relatively speaking, and there is always the every game's important mentality, but you know, Buffalo, the Chargers, Ravens, Titans, all shaping up to be the top teams in the AFC. With, with losses to those other three, does this game have a bigger magnitude for you guys? Yeah, they all do. I mean, you know, every game, uh, you, you know, you got to treat it like uh, its own, like it's the game, right? I mean, you, you don't want to... Um, and that's just how it is in today's football. So you lose a few games and you're playing catch up. I mean, you just named off what four teams and 
you know, you're playing catch up when, when you when you um, when you lose a few games. So every game becomes important. Every game should be important, though, to start with. I mean, it's hard for me to stand up and say, well, ah, this one's not so important. You know? <laughs> Daily. Coach, we get to talk with Turk a little bit later today. Just the kind of player he is. He, you know, coming from a smaller school, he's worked his butt off really to be here. Yeah. How how have you seen him progress as a player and then be able to make plays like he did last Sunday? Yeah, that was a great play. Um, so he 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 works extremely hard um, in practice. He goes 100 miles an hour. Um, he's gifted athletically. He was a running back in high school, so he he can move around a little bit. Um, but he works at his trade. That's what he does, and and he does it 100 miles an hour. Every play, every day, he's going. You don't have to worry about that with him. Last one, Sam. Just wanted to ask you about Willie Gay. Obviously, he missed a month, uh, but just 18 snaps on Sunday. Is it just a process of, of working yeah. him back to full health? Yeah, he's getting back in the swing of things, and um, uh, did, did a good job. He'll, he'll keep getting more as we go. All right. Thank you. Okay, good. Thanks. Hey, Patrick, with, you know, looking at the way the AFC is shaping up right now and the teams at the top, you know, the Ravens, Chargers, Bills, you have losses against them, you have the Titans are in that picture too. Does this game have a bigger importance and more magnitude, you know, considering the way the season's gone to this point? I think uh, every week's extremely important. Uh, obviously, we haven't won those games early in the season. But you treat each week like its own thing. And um, the Titans are obviously a really good football team. I think everybody knows that. And we've, we've had some history with them playing against them. And they've beat us and we've beat them. Uh, so we know that they're going to come in and, and, be, and battle. And so we're excited for the challenge of getting to play them at their home stadium, uh, playing against a really good football team. Patrick, in the second half, uh, for lack of better terms, you finally seem to find yourself again and uh, what we're used to seeing. Upon your film study, what do you think maybe made the difference there? Yeah, I mean, I think I think as an offensive, but especially me, just stopped hurting myself. I mean, just kind of just stayed within the reads, stayed true to the reads, and then when it broke down, got out of the pocket and then tried to make some plays happen. But uh, yeah, just pr pretty much just staying true to true to who I am and not trying to do too much, and uh, kind of relied on the other guys to make plays, and they did. Patrick, the last time you guys were in Tennessee, obviously at the end of the game <laughs> didn't go well. It was the last game you lost that year in 2019. Could, could you sense maybe what led to, to sort of a turnaround after that game? Um, I kind of we kind of like this year. I mean, we kind of had our backs against the wall. We kind of had to start winning games at that point. I believe uh, it was kind of close division race. We wanted to win the AFC West first off, and similar situation now. I mean, we're going in there knowing that it's a tight race, uh, the whole AFC, uh, not just AFC West. And so uh, we're playing playing the the Titans are coming off a big win and have played great this season. So it'll be a great challenge for us. Did I feel like with what you guys have been through, that that backs against the wall feeling leads to your guys best? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just. We get the best out of each other every single day at practice. Uh, you have to go in with that mindset of we have to get better and better. I mean, obviously, we want to win every single week. We want to win every single day, but you have to get better and better in order to be where, you're, where you want to be at the end of the season. Um, and we're going to play another great football team early in the schedule, so I'm excited for the guys to see where we've, where we've kind of, uh, what we've become as the season's gone on. I didn't see it, no, but I figured, <laughs> I figured it'd be there. You, you did, you called it. Um, <laughs> hey, you, you saw Tyron get upset there toward the end of the first half uh, uh, in Washington. <clears throat> Have you come across many guys with his brand of passion? Um, no. I mean, it's it's special, but that's what makes him so great. I mean, I I think he said it after the game, but I mean, I love that. I mean, it it, it really brings the best out of everybody to see that passion. 
Uh, I think you saw that with Tyreek in the second half for us. I mean, he came in and you have that energy. It's, it's, it's infectious on the whole team. Um, and we know Tyron loves football. It's not He's not mad because he, he's blaming someone. He's mad because he wants everyone to be great. And I think that gets the, the best out of everybody. I mean, has he kind of let loose like that before? Uh, I would say a little in similar ways. I mean, I mean, I, he's he loves his game. He loves being a part of this team. He knows what how to get the best out of every single person on this team, offense and defensively. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm excited when you see that tyrant. Usually, good things happen for us. So you like seeing that when, when he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it, there's, I mean, obviously a, a time and a place for it. But I mean, when you when you see that the energy that he has. I mean, he's trying to get the best out of everybody. He, he's trying to – he holds himself as as much accountable as anyone else. And so if he feels like he, he's up to par, he's going to step his game up. And he, he's going to expect everybody else to do the same. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's why he's one of the one of the best leaders I've ever been around because he expects that every single play. Why do, you, why do you feel like you guys have been the best in the league so far on third down? What do you think has sort of been the difference maker and, and you guys can bring at such a high level? Yeah, I think it's just uh, executing the game plan. Uh, I think the coaches do a great job of kind of, of telling us what to expect on third downs. Um, and I think guys, at the end of the day, guys get open. Guys get open. Uh, I, throw, I threw a couple short passes the other day, like with Jarrett McKinnon, and he freaking breaks five tackles to get a first down. Guys get vertical. They know where the sticks are. And um, I think having good first and second down as well and keeping us in those third and short situations helps out that a lot uh, as well. Does it get uh, sometimes physically or even mentally draining, no one since I guess the ASU championship game that you all lost, that you've been the team to beat, so to speak, in the ASU, when you know that each and every week that you're going to get your team's best and you all have to make sure that you're up for the challenge each and every week? I don't think so. I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. You, you, want, to be the, you want to be the guys that everybody's going for because you're going to get the best shot from everybody, and that's going to make you uh, great in the end. Um, and so I think the guys understand that. We know that we're going to get the, a great game every single week, and we have to come prepared to, to battle every single week, and that makes us better in the end. That, uh, when, you, when you saw the game, because I know you're a fan of football, Monday night, obviously last time you all faced off against the Titans, Henry rushed for 180 yards, two touchdowns. Monday night, 143, three touchdowns. What type of challenge do you, do you think he presents for, for this uh, defense? Yeah, I think he presents a challenge for everybody. I mean, he's, he's one of the best running backs uh, to me all, of all time. I mean, the way he's able to run the football to get 20, 30, whatever, 40 carries it is, and he comes back the next week and he seems like he's just as fresh as the week before. He's a, he's a special talent um, who works his tail off to be who he is, and so we understand it's going to be a great challenge uh, for any defense to, to, to stop him, but we're going to try to do the best we can at, at uh, limiting him as much as possible. Patrick, in the film room of the interception that you created, um, do you watch that player? Do you already know that, hey, I already know what's going wrong with this player? Yeah, I mean, all you can pretty much do is laugh about it. I mean, there's nothing, there's no really, there's no excuse you're going to make. There's no rhyme or reason of, of why it happened. You just kind of have to just move on to the next play. And I think that's what I did on the football field as well is just you can't go back and dwell on it. I mean, it, it happened. Uh, it'll probably be, it'll be shown for a long time, but uh, you kind of have to just kind of move on to the next play. And, and at least I'll be able to say we won the football game after that. Did you actually watch that play in the film? Does that actually come up? Oh, yeah, I, I watched it. it, was, it I, we just started, everybody started laughing. I mean, that's pretty much the, all you could, including myself. To that point, I know it's kind of similar to the Baltimore thing. I know I asked you after the game, I think it was third down, and this was mm -hmm. third down when you threw the interception. Does it, do you think, I guess, it, it sometimes it's better just take the sack versus, or at least try to take the sack versus throwing the football and <clears throat> having the interception that could take place? Yeah, especially in that situation. I mean, in the half, we all we were saying before the drive was to get points. I mean, obviously, we want to score touchdowns, but we need to get points. We could have tied the football game. We have one of the best kickers in the league. Uh, he, he would have easily been in range. 
Um, so just being smart and knowing that, taking the points and not trying to press, get the touchdown, um, and then move on to the next half. With everything that um, has gone on this season, when you do rewatch the film, or maybe even notice it on Sunday, but for a guy that, that's been a veteran like Mike Grimmers to, to come in and just what did you see in the game and, and what what made him sort of effective when you rewatched everything? Yeah, I mean, you see he battles. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is he's played uh, a lot of different spots for us, but uh, for other teams as well and been in a lot of big games. So he knows what it takes. He knows how to get in there and battle, um, help bring those young guys along as well and be kind of a leader uh, on that side of the line for us. So, I mean, it's a, it's it's definitely a guy that I'm glad that we have on our team and that we have that depth that he can just step right in and uh, and play really good football. Uh, Patrick, you had the third down on Sunday where you hit uh, Trav with the shovel pass when you were going one way and hit him the other way. I know you guys practice the scramble drills, but how do you explain that chemistry that you guys have where he knows that he needs to be ready for that? Yeah, I think he knows he just to get to the open space, and I think that's what he was doing there. They actually were kind of running a little double coverage type thing on top, over the top of him, so he stopped and then broke back out uh, and broke back in. And I was running to the left, and I didn't think I could get had enough time to get my arm all the way around, so I just put it out there. And usually when it's in his area, he brings it in, and he, he got in, got a big first down for us. Patrick, uh, Andy described the Philly at halftime the other day as maybe as sort of a enough is enough feeling. And was that something you felt? And if so, how did that how did that look in the in the room? And how did it take form? Yeah, I mean, I think you you felt that just from the locker room. There was nothing really said. I mean, it was really just. Hey, we gotta we gotta play. I mean, we if we lost that game, we were gonna be in really bad shape, and we're still not where we want to be at right now. Um, but uh, we gotta just keep every single day getting better and better, and, and making the most out of it. Um, and hopefully, uh, the win loss record will kind of handle itself at the end of the season. With that, what reason do you have to feel like it, that really is a reset? I mean, do you have some hope that that really kind of set things straight, or how, how do you how do you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you call it a reset. I think you just you just have to build upon it. You build on it. Um, we're still nowhere near where we want to be at. I mean, we still have a long ways to go, cutting the turnovers down, uh, executing better as an offense, um, and finding ways to score touchdowns. And when they're not there, take field goals. Um, and so uh, it's, uh, it's something that we have to continue to get better at, and we have a long ways to go. But it was definitely a great start uh, to finish that, that half like that and hopefully carry that momentum into this week. Patrick, uh, week in, week out, uh, with all the successes you've had, it seems like your game is always placed under a microscope, right? Like, everyone and everything is always being compared to you. Uh, what is, like, your end-season coping mechanism that you use to just, like, lock everything up? I mean, it, it doesn't really bother me that much. I mean, as long as you're winning football games, all that other stuff doesn't matter, good or bad. Um, and so uh, I just kind of have that mindset of I'm going to do my – do my routine, stay within my routine, focus on winning football games, and after that, uh, the rest kind of handles itself. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now we'll hear from defensive tackle Tershawn Wharton and tackle Mike Remmers. What about the uh, something I'll probably never be seen or do again, but I mean, it's always good to get one in and make sports in the top 10. Can you yeah. explain kind of how you actually pulled it in? Uh, I seen it coming. I knew he was uh, throwing it to the, we always was talking about the running back, his check down. So when I seen it coming, I really was trying to like swipe it down, but he ain't put that much heat on the ball. So when I hit it, I realized like I really had it. I just put it on his head, <laughs> and then once I got two hands on it, I wasn't letting it go. First pick in your career? Yes, sir. First pick in my career. Sir, when, you, when you break down the film of Derrick Henry, and you know what he's capable of doing after contact, what is, what's the mindset coming into a game when you know you're facing a, a powerful running back like I that? I mean, uh, all 11 guys to the ball, of course, and uh, just making sure he up front, we don't let him get to the second level. Because, I mean, when you watch him as he build up speed, that's when you really get dangerous at that second level. So coming in, trying to stop him at the line of scrimmage and hold him there. And, uh, you know, he's a good player. So a good player is going to make good plays. But that's what we're trying to do, just set the line of scrimmage up front and make sure he don't get to that second level. Would you say that he would, he's probably the, the, the toughest running back that you guys will have faced so far this year? I mean, uh, I give Nick Chubb his credit. He was a tough running back. Uh, and Kareem Hunt. So, but as far as like uh, attributes, he's probably one of the toughest. It's a good challenge for us. Is there a shift in, in like tackling strategy when it comes to a player like this, or is it just more rallying with the I mean, uh, player? We we always say kill the engine. Uh, he a big guy, so you know you gotta take his legs out. That's how you kill the engine on him and all the eleven hats to the ball. So, Tershawn, uh, when Tyron Matthew was kind of upset there at the end of the first half in the game the other day, what were you thinking at that point? I mean, uh, you know, that's our leader. So he going to voice his opinions. And, you know, we all going to go behind him. We ain't going to check out on him. And he didn't check out on us. So, you know, we were good. Have you seen that kind of thing from him before? Uh, yeah, he's a very emotional player. He loved what he do. You know, he loved the game. And he put his work in for it. So that's all it is. You know, every player voiced things differently. So what was he saying? Oh, I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> you know, his voice kind of high. <laughs> you know, after you guys gave up that, touch, that long touchdown pass, you guys obviously shut him out, and they, they didn't even have 100 yards in the second half. Right. Is there a coincidence there between I mean, him uh, kind of going off and, and you guys playing better? I think uh, halftime adjustments. You know, uh, everybody took took in what was going on, and we the coaches fixed things, and we got better throughout the half. He said post-game that you guys love it when he goes crazy. Yeah, you know, we do love it, you know. It's just who he is. Like, you, when you see him in the locker room, see how his approach to the game, you know he love what he's doing. The first game this year where I believe everybody on the defensive line might play. Right. Um, 
what will that mean for the potential of this defensive line when you guys are all available and playing well? What, what could be sort of the impact that has? I mean, it's something that we always wanted. So we could go in and uh, instead of missing people, you know, you get to see how everybody play with each other and see, uh, you know, how we can stop this run and really put everything together with everybody being out there. Turk, you mentioned the Sports Center Top 10. I imagine you grew up with it. Just if you could elaborate, well, what kind of phenomenon is it like seeing yourself kind of make, make that? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's like you always dreamed about it. So. When I heard about it, I didn't really see it because, of course, we was on a plane. It was just my family was calling me and telling me. So I, I had to go look it up. <laughs> and when I looked it up, it was just just crazy seeing your name up there. Like, and your jersey number. Like, it's just something you can, you always imagine. What does that mean for you, though? Because, I mean, you went to a smaller school. You've had to work really hard to get here. Coach Reed says you're someone who always goes 100 miles per hour during practice. So what does that say about your work ethic? I mean, it was fourth quarter, so I feel like it, it shows I'm a finisher. You know, I finished the game and uh, just showing that it is never done. You know, I call it game. Turk, it looks like you've been playing a, a little bit more of a versatility this year and a little bit more on the outside than last year. Has that been just, you know, really necessitated by the injuries or is that something that Coach Daly is trying to get you to do? I mean, they say the more you can do, uh, the better. So, I mean, them throwing me out there is a, something I just see showing my versatility and another way for me to make plays and help this defense. So, definitely something I feel like uh, more and more I show I can do it, we can stick with it. Are you pretty comfortable playing out there on the edge? I mean, yeah, that's what I did in college. <laughs> I ain't moved a three tech to NFL. So, definitely feel comfortable. Uh, Trishon, you guys are so good defensively on Sunday. How good did it feel to finish it with like an exclamation point with your takeaway? I think that was the best thing. Uh, just I never ran to the touchdown with everybody following me. So I, I think it was just cool to do it. And uh, everybody was showing me love on the sideline. So always happy when that could happen. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, can you walk us through a little bit uh, as you were working through your injury during training camp and then end up you know, being the backup up until last week and what it felt like to get back out there? Oh, man, it felt great getting back out there. I love playing. Um, going to the year 10, and, um, you know, brings me a lot of joy being out there on the field with my teammates and everything like that. And, um, yeah, I was just, just banged up during training camp and, um, you know, they got a great, great staff here that got me ready and, um, been practicing on the scout team and stuff like that. Um, just trying to stay ready, ready for the opportunity and, um, ha happy to be back out there. You going into year 10. I'm not sure if the rest of the offensive line has 10 years. It's probably around <laughs> yeah. that. What's that like being the, yeah. the elder statesman with that group now? Um, you know what? We've got a lot of uh, young guys, but they don't act like young guys. You know, they're, they're you know, wiser, wiser than their, their age, you know. So um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I think we've got a great group, and um, you know, I'm really proud of this group and proud to be a part of it. And um, I thought everyone Mike, what's something that you learned now with 10 years of experience that like, helps you be prepared to be ready to play at your best when the first opportunity comes versus maybe earlier in your career you need to get more of a rhythm to, to play your right. best? Right. Well, the one thing, like backing up, um, which, you know, I've been, I've been starting for a while now, so uh, it was just kind of a different, different role to start as a backup is you've got to be ready at any moment at multiple positions. You've got to watch film on right side, left side. You got to take practice reps, right? Practice reps at left and right sides, so and you can go in any place. So you have to be ready at all times. So, um, I've been, you know, keeping my mind active and, and 
physically working both ways and and uh, just trying to do what I can to make the game or the practice uh, as much as a, of a game like situation. Last week, how many positions have you been working at in practice throughout the season? I mean, all all four. I mean, everything but center. Yeah, everything but center. You know, you never know. You never know what what what'll happen during the game during the season. Uh, so it's a long season, and and unfortunately, injuries are part of it. So you gotta be ready for anything. So. Um, yeah, practicing whatever they tell me to. Do you feel like you're a significantly better player at right tackle than left tackle? And, and if so, why? It's not like the, the guys you're blocking on the right side are, are not very good. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, just, just for me, I have the most experience at right tackle. Um, so it just it just comes a little more natural for me. Natural for me. Um, I, I feel comfortable at the left side. Just It just takes a little bit more work, and I have to think a little bit more. Right tackle is just you tell me what to do, and I just, I just do it. I can do it, and I feel, feel a lot more confident, yeah. When did you find out that uh, you were going to get the, the start, and just how did it feel to kind of have all of this work behind the scenes pay off? Um, yeah, so they, they informed me on Wednesday, and um, but I just I knew that you know I had to go out and have great practice. You know, if I didn't practice well, you know, they're not not going to be confident in me going out there and doing my job. So, um, you know, I just just they told me on Wednesday, and, and what was the rest of your question? It was. So just, how did you feel that all of this behind the scenes work you're kind of discussing pay off and, and oh yeah get back oh no team. like like I said earlier uh, you know it brings me so much joy and happiness being out on that field and uh, just being out there with my teammates it was it's an amazing feeling so uh, just not taking it for granted enjoying uh, every game I get this is a, a simple question we won't get jokes how is he managing to play and start with with the broken hand is, is he how is he doing? <laughs> uh, he's just a just a tough guy man he's just a tough guy not a lot of people would even think about doing that but um, you know it takes I don't know, man. The guy's uh, he's just a tough guy. That's all I can say. <laughs> like if the Grizzles veteran of the group for 10 years and you have <laughs> yeah. three rookies over there on the right side, what do you say to Lucas as, as a rookie and, you know, now that you're the yeah. starter, what do you say to him to keep his confidence up? Oh, I, I mean, just it's incredibly difficult to be playing in the league, especially as a rookie. I mean, that, that's that's not an easy task. And uh, he's he's been doing great. I mean, he's improved a lot through the season, and I, I've seen it. His technique has gotten a lot better, and and uh, you know he's a fighter for sure. And uh, I just I know he's he's always there and um, supporting me, and, and I'm there supporting him. We we bounce each other, we bounce you know ideas and thoughts on uh, the opponent each week. Um, so he he's a good teammate, a great teammate though. Mike, in the second half, it seemed like Patrick Mahomes kind of settled into his old mm -hmm. self, and it was like the old Patrick was out there. Can yeah. you guys as the line? Since him kind of figuring that out and falling into it, or was there an adjustment made? I think it's not. It's not just him. Honestly, it just felt like the whole offense. It just everything was just kind of clicking. And yeah, I mean, I, you could definitely feel it when it's third and whatever, and you're picking up first downs and not punting. You know that you're feeling that, and you can feel the momentum shift. You can feel the defense is feeling it as well. The opponent, the, you know, the guys we're playing against, they, you know, I feel like you could kind of tell that they were like, okay, they're starting to click now, and um, um, yeah, so we're just trying to do that. Every single snap now, so that, that's our goal. Mike, one of the one of the trends this year is that when you guys do have third downs, teams are not blitzing you as much as in years past. Right. I just wonder, from the offensive lineman standpoint, when you get the sense that the team is not blitzing you, how that may change when it seems like defenses want to get to third down to you know add rush right. to the quarterback. Um, I, I mean, you don't know. I mean, they they might be blitzing, they might be faking a blitz. I mean, you just you just never know. So um, we're prepared for everything on third down and. Um, just focuses on our, on our technique and one-on-one -on -one blocks, especially on the O-line, um, and just trying to help out whenever we possibly can. I don't know if we've had a chance to really talk to you since the end of last season and everything, yeah. but 
you know, with free agency in the offseason, you know, what made Kansas City a place where you want to still be a state? Yeah, I love Eric. I love Coach Reed. I love, love the entire staff here. I mean, this is a great city. Well, I love the barbecue, of course. And uh, um, so when they, you know, gave me the opportunity to come back and play, I jumped on and I'm, I'm uh, really happy and proud to be here. Okay, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. See you guys.